Hey, what is up, kids? We hope you first and foremost have a great Memorial Day weekend. You've got an extra day to listen to our sage entertainment advice. That's right. Listen to a little bit more of what we tell you to. Ignore what we tell you to. Watch what we tell you to. So you got that bonus Monday to partake of some of these things that we will hopefully give ringing endorsements for or like Dave said, tell you to stay away from. And then you can go out, barbecue another couple hamburgers or brats. Get Drink a little another bit, case of beer over the weekend. Yep, get a little bit drunker, get a little bit fatter. Nothing wrong with that. And hey, get a little friskier. <laughs> this is the weekend edition, as I mentioned. We're taping here on May the 25th. This will hit Saturday morning of Memorial Day weekend, May the 28th, 2022. The official kickoff of summer edition. That's right. And right now the weather is awful here where we're taping. So we're hoping this is it. Get it out of your system now, Mother Nature, so we can have a nice sunny Memorial Day weekend. All right. As always, Dave and I start off with music, rock and roll, hoochie-coo. We've got a big lineup that we thought could be decent. Yeah, we're we're going to look at the Black Crows covers album, covers EP exclusively on Amazon called yep. 1972. Kind of an informal review of a suggestion that Dave made last week of a is it a band or just one person? It's a band that popped up after listening to Skills last week which we said don't bother with. I will apologize now, but then we'll get into it here in a bit. Yep. And then two songs from Journey and from the Black Moods, our current Sports Frenzy house band. That's right. All right. Should we start with the singles? Yeah, let's start with the positive. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, let's do this. Let us go from the highs to the lows. So... Let's start off with, of course, the band that we love, the Black Moods, The Cure, the fourth single of their upcoming album. Of course, we will review it, Into the Night, coming out here in a few weeks. Maybe, maybe Dave and I will have a little bit of a difference of opinion on this. But We, we may have a difference of opinion on this oh, one. Oh, okay, because I can tell the vibes coming off of you are not the same as the vibes coming off of me, because I thought this song was fucking fantastic. I wasn't a big fan. I thought it was the weakest of them so wow. far. Wow. Wow. Shocking to me. I was Yeah, gonna... I just couldn't get into this one that much. I don't know. It I... was good. Yep. But it didn't blow me away. Wow, okay. Um I thought this could be this is just amazing. Dave and I are usually so <laughs> so simpatico. Um especially when it comes to the black moods. Yeah, but, I thought this was the weak link so far. Well, it's always good to have a little bit of dissension now That's and then. That's right. Keeps things interesting um, because you're going to be shocked. I thought this could have been the song of the year to this point. I gave it four frenzies. Wow, really? I just loved it. I, would, I just I, loved it. I, I, two for me. This just didn't do it for me at all. Yeah, I just loved The Cure. Just loved it. Um, so we move on to Journey. What the fuck was Let It Rain? It did not sound like Journey, did it? Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but this was really 
different this was for them. Nowhere in their wheelhouse ever in the history of the band. This was like grungy, sludgy type of. I don't want to say metal, but it was. It uh, wasn't even metal. It was. I don't know what the hell it was. I. It was. There was something there that <laughs> I wanted to compare it to, but I couldn't. It was just out of reach. It was weird. Now, it was weird, but I thought it was interesting. I kind of like the curveball. I'm not saying it was great. Um, it was, but again, it was, the production values, just like the last single we reviewed, almost seemed like it was recorded live to me. It was a little sludgy, it, it a little dense. feel, but it, it was like nothing they have ever done before. Yeah. Um, I'll give it two and a half frenzies again because I found it interesting and different for them. If it come from another band, you know, it, it, depending on, like you said, I have the same problem you're having. Comparing it, it sounds like something different. Sounds like some it's band we something should something that we should or know. stylistically something we should know. It, it's it's almost like an amalgam of two or three that they tried to pull together to maybe make themselves more modern sounding possibly that's about the the best I, the best ex explanation i've i've heard for it yeah or i could come up with um again i liked it though I, it was interesting it was interesting so like i said i'll give it two and a half frenzies I, i'm i'm in the two two and a half range i i i don't have that solid feel it's, it's right in there. Yeah, it's probably one once we get to the album Freedom when it comes out in July. It might make more sense. Feel Yeah, we'll hear it. We'll get a feel for it when it's in the context of the entire album. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the Black Crows covers EP. Six songs from 1972. Starting off, I've got to help Dave out here because Dave got hosed on this where he didn't... I got to I've got them written down in order. I just didn't get to listen to them. Right, right, right. So we've got Rock Soft, originally done by the Stones. I, I, that to me, you don't touch the Stones. You don't. And it was, there was just, it was off just enough that they didn't, they didn't pull it off. Agreed. 100% agreed. Um, not a travesty, but not really something I'm interested in. No. Like I said, Rolling Stones. Boy, you better, better do you better it right. better bring your freaking A game. There you go. Next up, track two on the six-song EP, The Slider from T-Rex originally. Again, I felt the same way about this that I felt with <sighs> Rocks Off. Just didn't do it for me. No. The vocals just kind of lacked... And, you, and you, that's that's almost kind of what I felt on most of this is the vocals just were not quite. I just think there. It, I, I kind of understand. Obviously, thematically, they went for a, a year that influenced them musically in 1972. But a lot of these songs just didn't seem to fit the Black Crows. No, and then one criticism I did all. see, which I agree with, which I've always said about bands, you know this, especially the Black Crows. They haven't put out new music in how long? Oh my god! And this is the first thing they could do is put out a, a, a short EP of covers. Now that being said, 
I think the next songs are better. You wear it well. I think the Rod Stewart. I liked that. They I did thought, a nice job. There. I thought this one fit them a lot better. Yes. The Rod Stewart. Yeah. Um, now maybe that's because I'm not a huge Rod Stewart fan, so the fact that I like the Crows a little bit more, maybe. But I thought you wear it well fit their style very well. It so did. I like this one. Yeah. Um, easy to slip from Little Feet. This fit them as well. I completely I agree. This complete. This might have been my favorite. I I will agree with you a hundred percent on that one. I thought I agree. You've got it nailed. You nailed it on the head, man. This fit their style perfectly. Yeah. This was them to a T. And then we go to song five, Moon Age Daydream, David Bowie. Ugh. Not them. Not, not them. Not at all. Not, not one. Not them. a Bowie song I like to begin with. Right. And right. this was just, it was a crap fest. Yep. And then finally, the last song, The Temptations, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. I like this because, again, I see I, I see them fitting that, they, that style. Yeah, it, it worked. This, this is another one that worked very well for them. They did this one justice. Yeah, so there you go. Batting average would be 500, three out of six. I see that yep. you agree with me pretty much. Absolutely. So I'll give it a it's, strong two frenzies. Yes, agreed entirely. Yep. Give them an A for effort. C, uh, of course, three out of six for execution. Yep. Which brings us to the 11 song album Renegade by Nitrate, which the song Renegade popped up after listening to Skills on Spotify, which we panned last week. My apologies to subjecting you to this. It, The first one had potential, but this whole album was too generic 80s rock homage. And they relied too heavily on the keyboards. If the keyboard techno part would have been pulled out and eliminated, if they'd have gone straight guitar, bass, drums, it could have been better. But this got too poppy. Yeah, no, I, I in turn was going to apologize to you because um, no excuses. But yeah, the last couple of days have been rough. So I didn't get all the way through it. I did get about halfway through it. And I have to agree with your assessment on what I, I got through the first five songs. Um, and I pretty much, my notes kind of match what you're saying. Yeah. Um, too many damn ballads and yeah. not well done ballads. Yeah, that was, you had the cliches in there throughout kind of like skills did. And yeah, that's, where I kind of phased out on on the one try I gave the album when I had time was song five. Why can't you feel my love? Oh my god, that has got to be the wor one of the worst ones on there. Yeah, absolutely abysmal. So uh, I, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for the audience. I don't like to do this. I, I prefer to review the entire album, but I think the vibe I was getting off the first five songs matches what you were saying so i think yeah there were there were like, with permission i will skip out on the rest yeah skip out on the rest because there were like three songs that i enjoyed title track renegade children of the lost brigade and addicted 
everything else, forget it. Like I, gave, I, said, I gave a moderate a moderate thumbs up to song three. You think you've got it? I thought that was mildly catchy. It was okay. And I just like I said, I didn't get to song six and seven, Children of the Lost Brigade and Addicted. So and again, maybe I'll go back and listen to those. Techno, keyboardy, but they were better than the rest. Maybe the last one, Take Me Back, was kind of catchy. But for the most part, pan pan renegade by nitrate, and if that's what you get, I would pan nitrate. Period. Okay, kids, there you go for our reviews for this week. Next week, we've been waiting for it for months. We're going to see them in concert in August. The arrival of the new Def Leppard album is this Friday. Actually, <laughs> when this episode hits, it'll be out. So check out Spotify. Listen to. Diamond Star Halos. It's Def Leppard. You're going to enjoy it, I hope. We'll have that for you next week, our featured music review. Yep. So far, the singles we've listened to have been spot on. Yep. And then we're going to go a little mellow, probably. We haven't listened to the song yet, but we did see Chicago a few years back in concert. Enjoyed it very much. Phenomenal. So they've got a new song out called If This Is Goodbye. Sounds like it could be a cheesy power ballad, but you never know. We'll, we'll give see. it a shot. We'll give it a shot. That's what we do. Decent. It's not Peter Cetera. Yeah. <laughs> it might have a hope. <laughs> Couple music tidbits before we wrap up segment one. Another band that maybe you and I should start listening to. Nothing specific per se, but I found out that. We're talking about going to see Def Leppard, right? Right. And, of course, that's the big Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. Joan Jett. There is a fifth band. There is an opener. There is an opener. They are called Classless Act. Ooh. They just released a video for a song, I believe, called Classless Act as well, featuring Vince Neil. So oh, there's God. Your, there's your tie-in to the whole tour thing. But they will supposedly be the opening act for the monster 80s hair metal get-together that we're going to go see. So just informally, we're going to probably we'll, we'll, check we'll them out. Slowly check them out and see we got what time. Classless Act is like. We got time. Don't, don't have to worry about knowing their songs till August. That's right. Then I guess we were lucky to get to see Aerosmith when <laughs> we did. And it's been how many years? Six? Five, six? Oh, not that long. Well, how many years for the pandemic? Was it 18? Well, so four years? Probably four. Okay, with Living Color. Right. Who we went to see, Living Color. Right. And we were actually surprised by how good Aerosmith was that night. Yeah, because first time I saw them, they were terrible way back in the early 90s. But that, of course, was when they were in the midst of their power ballad phase. Um, but of course now Steven Tyler is a mess again. Yep. Off the wagon. He's back into rehab. So Aerosmith has had to cancel the June and July shows eight total for their Vegas residency. You know, is it just me or does it seem like the Vegas residencies are cursed? Yeah. David Lee Roth had issues with his on his farewell tour. have issues with hers. Well, I don't follow Celine Dion, so I'll leave I'm that to you. I'm just seeing Vegas residencies in general. 
the man who rocks harder than I do nowadays, trying to keep up on the Celine Dion news. <laughs> it was a big deal because people shelled out money and well, yeah, that's the first thing I thought of about this too is how many people bought tickets, hotel rooms, airfare, and Aerosmith is bailing on June and July. Yeah, well, that was Adele too. Yeah. Yep. So, so. note, kids, do not do a Vegas residency show. And also note that if Aerosmith ever does decide to do the money grab known as a farewell tour, stay away. Be forewarned that that might not go down as expected. All right, stay tuned. Segment two, we're going to do TV and streaming because we got a lot of news, trailers to look at. Um, including the upcoming prequel to Supernatural. Yep, the Winchesters. Stranger and, Things is coming up. Yep, so we'll talk about all that in segment two, TV and streaming, up next here on the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Now that we've let you into Frenzy Club, here are three rules. One. You don't talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0. You listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and all other major podcast hosts. Two. Two guys to a show. Kevin, Dave, the maestro, and the conquistador. Three. One Sports Frenzy episode at a time. Until Saturday when you get the weekend edition. Now get in there and let loose on some PC wuss bags, will ya? Happy Memorial Day weekend, kids. This is Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, dropping on May 28th, Saturday. Letting you know what to listen to, what to watch. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. Along with the maestro, Kevin Crane. TV and streaming news right now coming your way. Big weekend. Yep, I've got one official season-ending review, and then a whole bunch of other stuff that's ongoing. Uh, the big thing that we are looking forward to this weekend, of course, though, is the return of Stranger Things. Finally, season four hits this Friday. So as you're listening to this, you can go on Netflix and check out part one of season four. Yep, the return to Hawkins, Indiana. And what, a little bit of a Russian gulag mixed in? Or? Yes, and all the other crazy crap that we've come to expect. God, this thing is taking forever to do. Yep, and I think this is part of the reason why people get frustrated like me with Netflix, is that... They used to be the king of content when it was streaming was new and, and growing. And now I think they're getting passed by a lot of different services like HBO Max and Peacock is even getting in the fight. Disney Paramount Plus. Yeah, everybody's jumped on the streaming bandwagon. And let's face it, the kids have gotten other roles. Yeah, and they're getting older. You wonder how much longer they can do this. Is this going to turn into like an it thing where in 25, 30 years, we're going to have a return to Hawkins with them God. all as adults for the upside down? It wouldn't surprise me. No, it'd be a money grab. They would do the money grab. Money but. grab. 
Other, but you know, we're all everybody is all in for Stranger Things. Yep. So let's talk about some of the news first, and then we'll circle back and talk about the series we're watching. Um, Dave just watched the trailer I had watched a few days ago for the upcoming CW series, The Winchesters, the prequel to Supernatural. Oof. Wow. As much as we've loved Supernatural, love that Ackles got this project off the ground. The trailer has me slightly concerned that it's too campy. Yep. I agree completely. So reserving judgment, of course, till we see what they do. We have to probably have to wait two or three episodes because the first, the pilot is always a little bit different that first episode. Right. You've got to set the groundwork for it. And the one you've got to use to sell the series to yeah. the big wigs at the you network. And need two additional for it to find its legs. Right. For the character, for the actors to get into character and bring it to life. Yep. So the Winchesters is coming this fall on the CW. God, we're going back to the CW. Who'd have thunk it? Yep. Daredevil. Finally, we we've talked about this with the Disney Plus move to get those Netflix shows and bring them over and put them under the Disney Plus umbrella, even though they are mature content. Shows like Luke Cage and The Punisher and Daredevil. Now rumors are circulating that there is indeed another season of Daredevil in the works coming to Disney Plus, possibly in the future. Oh, hey, by the way, what what what's the difference between the Scarlet Witch and Matt Murdock? Only one of them can cope without vision. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That is good. Nice. But um bump. Yeah, you kind of have to have seen WandaVision and or the new Doctor Strange movie to get that one. Uh very cool. But yeah, it'd be nice to see if Marvel does follow through on this. And of course, Dave and I will be first to sign up and watch it if they get a new Punisher. Oh, hell to the yes. I just don't see them going that far. Like they're too politically correct. They probably felt like they had to bring the Punisher in because it was part of that package. Right. But I don't know if they'll go forward with anything. We'll see. Yep. We can hope. Other series that are coming or are scrapped. We talked about, it would have been campy fun on HBO Max, but it looks like the Wonder Twins movie for HBO Max is not going to happen. Oh, thank God. God. <laughs> oh, come on. It would have been I fun. hated the damn Wonder Twins and their stupid-ass monkey. <laughs> Did they have the monkey? Yes. Okay. I thought that was the kids from Space Ghost. They had one, too, but no, it was the Wonder Twins. They had the monkey, too. Okay. Because she would wind up being the eagle holding on to the monkey who hold, held on to him, who was the bucket of frickin' water. <laughs> In the old bat, uh, Super Friends cartoons. We're, we're not able to get, while we get rid of the Wonder Twins, we're not able to get rid of the foul-mouthed teddy bear, Ted. There is going to be a series based on Ted coming to Peacock. <sighs> 
I never saw the second one. I thought the third, the first one was mildly entertaining, but I, uh... more good news for that '90s show coming to Netflix. Finally, hey man, Leo's back too. Oh God, Tommy Chong will reprise his role as Leo. We mentioned in a previous episode all the the other ones, you know, Fez and. Everybody minus Masterson. Right. Who was the guy dealing with Leo? Yep. Uh, at, at the photo hut or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, this one will intrigue you. Just I saw this news today. And now it's the, the source will or the, the format, the platform, whatever, will not make you happy because it's Apple Plus. But... They are talking about bringing in a live-action Speed Racer series. Oh, now you've got my attention. I may have to uh, join Apple Plus to watch Speed Racer. And the good news about it is it's not coming from any any old hack. I think it's J.J. Abrams Ooh, is behind it. So Somebody with some integrity, some integrity and some creativity. And creativity. Yeah. That might be able to pull it off. Yeah, unlike the uh, the movie, with the, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it could have been better, but it wasn't the train wreck that it could have been. Missed this last week. I I find this to be refreshing that Netflix told their employees. You know, how we've got all this upheaval and the whole Dave Chappelle thing with all this. We got Twitter problems with Elon Musk and Netflix told their employees in a company memo a couple of weeks back to quit if they're offended by the content. If you don't Netflix. like it, go somewhere else. Yeah. Good, for, good them. for them. Good for them. Put out everything that's there because it's your responsibility to entertain Everybody, regardless of their beliefs. Absolutely agree. Can I talk about wrestling for a minute? Go. Ric Flair's coming back. Final match. Ric Flair's last match, July the 31st, through Jim Cornette Productions. It's not AEW. It's not WWE. Boy, this is going to be, in, this could be a train wreck. He's in his 70s. No opponent has been named yet. Do we get the Hulk Hogan match? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I Just don't throwing know. it out there. I I... That's, not, that's not outrageous. It's wrestling. When I, when I saw he was going to do a final match, the first opponent that popped into my head would have been Hulk Hogan. We shall see. July the 31st. The two blonde monsters. Yep. Uh, WWE, one storyline that was fulfilled, big one. They unified the heavyweight championship a couple months ago with Roman Reigns winning both belts. Now they did it with the tag teams. The Usos are now the unified tag team champions. But here's the really interesting thing from WWE this past week. The women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi, something we still have not heard, and this has been over a week since this happened. Sasha Banks and Naomi walked into the office of 
one of the heads of creative. I believe the guy used to be one of the road warriors. They brought in a suitcase is what I heard, had their tag team belts in it, dropped it on his desk and left. And they were scheduled to be in a match later on that night on raw. Are they jumping ship to the other? AEW? Oh, boy, I don't know. I don't know. This is really interesting. In this day and age where everybody knows everything five minutes after it happened, that nothing has leaked yet in terms of why they did this and why they walked out, they have been indefinitely suspended by WWE. I don't think this is a joke. I don't think this is a stunt. No. We've seen them do stuff like this, and it'd be this sounded legit because Friday that following Friday on SmackDown uh, Cole, the, uh, the announcer for SmackDown did a two minute read on the fact that they disappointed everyone. They let everybody down. No reasons were given for walking out in the middle of a show and they are indefinitely suspended and the belts will go up in a tournament coming soon for the women's tag team titles. But I just want to know what happened. And they're both African American. Hmm. I wonder if you're going to hear the race card played at some point on this one. Be very interesting to see. Or they happens. didn't. Or they didn't like the storyline. Maybe they. Maybe the creative team they, told them we're going to break you guys up, or we're going to make you lose the belts. You've only had a, had them for a few months, and they didn't like that. We'll see. Yep. Very interesting. All right, now shows we are watching right now. For me, um, I'm still watching Breeders. It's, like I said, better than season two. Season three right now is intriguing. Uh, I've watched all four episodes so far. It's better, like I said, than season two. Through two episodes of the new Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, definitely liking it. Have not come across the PC garbage that seems to fester in all the other Star Trek shows like Picard, the newer ones. Yeah. And Discovery. Really liking this. This is definitely more along the lines of the old original Star Trek series. There you go. And I just discovered this on Paramount Plus. Originally aired on Spectrum Cable. Paramount Plus picked it up. Dave will be mad at me. I have watched the first three episodes. They've just started debuting them every Sunday. Joe Pickett. I have watched the first three episodes of Joe Pickett based on the books that Dave has read by C.J. Box. And the show is great. Very, very cool show. Um, The first series, again, obviously only three episodes in because that's all they've released on Paramount+. Plus. I believe what I saw in the credits, though, is the first season is based on two books in the series. Interesting. Um, but I figured you'd be a little jealous of that because I know. Yes, I am. I do enjoy the Joe Pickett books because this is a character that he'll get his ass handed to him. Well, that's how the, the series starts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just an ordinary, everyday guy who tries to do his best by his family and for his job and what he believes in. And he'll take an ass kicking. Doesn't always dish it out. Yep. Gets embarrassed, but he will get there in the end and he will rise to the top. 
Yep, so I will continue to watch this as I'm enjoying it very much. So that's another reason I need to freaking get effing Paramount. Well, the, the, again, like I Grr. said, I believe last week, I waited long enough till they accumulated enough content Yeah. where now it's kind of worth it for a while. We'll have to see. And then finally, my full review, it's not going to be a long one because the show's been around forever, but season 21 of Law & Order just wrapped up, short season, I believe only 10 episodes. Um, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's kind of like my review last week of jackass forever you know what you're gonna get that's what makes it comfortable reliable the formula is there it's entertaining um i will give it three frenzies the only reason i wouldn't go higher because of course i love law and order is they have found a way to not casting wise bpc but the especially with the detectives in the first part, you know, the, the law part before we get to the, where they have law. Yeah. Before we get to the, the courtroom <laughs> saga part of it, they've got Jeffrey Donovan and Anthony Anderson bickering all the time about race issues. So that part Just of it, I did not, yeah, that part of it, I did not like it all that they wrote this in. And it's in most of the first, the, the 10 episodes in the season 21. There you go. I am still watching two episodes a week of Bosch Legacy on Freebie. Still loving it. So damn good. So damn good. Excellent. And now I'm trying to coordinate with the rest of the family to freaking finally get to open range. That is intriguing. I, I, I gave it three frenzies. So the boys wanted to watch it, and we were talking about it, and Mrs. C decided, oh, this sounds interesting. And you could see the boys' faces drop, because when are we all going oh, to be able yeah. to watch it? Scheduling scheduling conflicts and issues. So It'll be there. It's it not going anywhere. There. It's not so. going anywhere. We will get to it. So, And then plugging through Animal Kingdom. Trying to slow with the final season someday. coming soon. So I might be done by next year, maybe if I'm lucky. <laughs> you sound like me reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the adventures of the Cody clan. Um, one of my favorite shows. I just I'm sad but intrigued and interested and psyched for the last season. Yep, there we go. All right, kids, that'll do it for TV and streaming. Segment two is done here on the weekend edition. Coming up in our movie segment, our review of Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal. Just hit on Peacock, was in theaters just a few months ago. Michael Bay's latest movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll discuss. I, it sounds like we might be on the same page on a few things here and there. Yep. So stay tuned, kids. The paramedic's we pretty. <laughs> we will be right back on the weekend edition. She walked into my office just as I was reaching for the bottle in my bottom desk drawer. Legs till Tuesday, lips like pillows. I want to hire you, she said, to find Sports Frenzy 2.0. Doll, I said. That would be the easiest case ever. Sports Frenzy 2.0 is on Spotify, 
Anchor, Google, Apple, everywhere you listen to podcasts. She nodded to herself, sat down and smiled. I grabbed two glasses. Life was good, and so is Sports Frenzy 2.0. Hey everybody, it's time to wrap up this Memorial Day weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. Taping here on the 25th of May. This will hit Saturday morning, the 28th. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Our featured movie review this week just hit Peacock. Was just in theaters, did not do very well. And now I think we know why. Yep, pretty much. Michael Bay's... Two hour and 16 minutes slog heist movie ambulance. And I'm just surprised at some of the high, higher Rotten Tomato ratings this got because this to me came off as typical overheated Michael Bay generic crap. He got too damn cute with the freaking drone footage. Yes, absolutely. I, I was oh thinking the exact God. same thing. The first half hour, I'm like, Michael Bay loves his drone cameras way too damn. Much. I don't know. I don't know if what he was trying to do was convey the the viewpoint of the police helicopters. I don't. But when you're going down the side of a building, yeah, and yeah, yep, yep. all that other. BS. Yeah, it, it's like he's always like that. He's like a kid with a toy. You know, he just can't put it down. He keeps playing with it and playing with it and expects everybody to to think it's just as cool as he does. Yeah. No. He's, he's always been kind of a hack. And um, this has got that signature all over it. Yeah, yeah. I will give Jake Gyllenhaal credit. He does a pretty good job as the main antagonist in this he, he yeah, did have but just even he goes over the top yeah a lot yeah he he wore on my nerves well see and i think that was the point though is i think he was supposed to and then of course he did do it i thought a decent job of is he really a really bad guy or is he kind of got a decent heart somewhere in there or and of course, the you know yeah. it, it's basically like Dave said, a heist flick. Yes, it involves an ambulance where they take over an ambulance when the heist goes bad. Yeah, their getaway truck is demolished and everything goes awry because one rookie policeman wants to ask out <laughs> a bank teller <laughs> and yeah. screws everything up. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, the there's other characters brought in, of course, FBI, checkbox FBI agent, yeah. um, Garrett Dillahunt, mm-hmm. who I love from Raising Hope, plays the uh, local SIS agent. Yeah. But, of course, they go too far with him and his dog. Oh, that was God, that was stupid. That had to be one of the I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to spoil anything, but I have to. When they have to call off a pursuit of the ambulance with the, the perpetrators in question because he finds out that a cop who's trying to protect his partner wants vengeance 
stole, took a police car. He didn't steal it, obviously, since he's a policeman. But Garrett Dillahunt's dog that he brought with him to the scene is in the back seat. And because he's worried about him getting hurt, he calls off the pursuit. Yeah, that's just so bad. There there, there were a lot of issues with this movie. First and foremost, as we said, it's a two hour and 16 minute slog. It could have been an hour and a half. Yeah, two hour and 16 minutes is very long for an action movie. Very, very long. And this felt very, 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 very long. Um, It could have been wrapped up and been a better movie. Now, there was one part of the movie that you and I like, though. Isa Gonzalez as the paramedic in the ambulance. She's She's pretty. pretty. Yeah. She's she's a good actress, too. Yeah, but she's pretty. She's pretty. (laughs) All that being said, yeah, I was expecting a little bit more because, again, I saw reviews that led me to believe maybe this was a little bit better than your garden variety Michael Bay stuff, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was your typical Michael Bay crap. Um, I will give it a weak, weak two frenzies. <sighs> Very weak two. Yep. It's, if you've got nothing better to do, it's okay. The premise is decent. The execution lacks. Yep. All right, real quick, some movie news, and then we're going to do a couple dumbasses and wrap it up for next week. Dave and I are going to go back a few years, but we are not cheating. Because we've not seen it before. We're not breaking the Sports Frenzy movie covenants. We're going to check out Chadwick Boseman in 21 Bridges. been waiting to see this one. It's finally made itself available to us. So we're going to check that out next week. Um, no, we're not going to run out to the theaters, even though the reviews for Top Gun Maverick are spectacular. I, I will oh, wait. wait. It'll get on Paramount Plus here in a couple months. So. It'll be on something. I think it, because it's a Paramount movie, I think it'll be on Paramount Plus. Probably. So. so I've got no desire to rush out to see it. I wasn't that big a fan of the original Top Gun. I really don't care. Uh, a couple trailer hits, of course, for me. Giddy like a little schoolgirl. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, the trailer hit. And, of course, I'm just mad that COVID and everything else conspired to delay this movie till next year. Trailer looks just as good as I expected. So, looking forward to that. Mission Impossibles are decent films. I will give Cruz yes, that. You do not have... The problem with Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible as you do with him as Reacher. Exactly. And then, of course, Thor, Love and Thunder, the trailer hit. <sighs> you guys have probably heard me rant and rave about my misgivings about this movie. It just looks... Jane Foster taking Thor's hammer. We know it's in canon. Blah, blah, blah. It, it just doesn't... The trailer does nothing to make me want to see it. Except Christian Bale. Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher looks really interesting. Looks like he was transported from the set of Apocalypse Now. (laughs) He's kind of from Apocalypse Now, Uncle Fester, kind of meets The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yep, (laughs) yep. 
So I'll probably wait for Disney Plus on that one. Um, and the franchise that would not die to wrap up movie news. They're going to make, it looks like, another Oceans flick. Oh, come on. This time set in the 1960s starring Margot Robbie. So. Okay. I never saw Oceans 8. Sorry if that makes me a sexist, but it's kind of like, I guess, the fact I didn't see that it's all right. last I, Ghostbusters. I saw the original Oceans. Oh, I saw that. With yeah. the Rat Pack. Yep. I saw the remake. And I skipped out on everything else. 12 and 13. Because I just didn't really care. Yeah. All right, kids. Time to wrap it up this week. A couple dumbasses. This one's kind of interesting. I guess I would say it's Putin is a dumbass. Oh, he's, he's a Vladimir Putin because dumb. he decided he didn't like what Rob Reiner and Morgan Freeman were saying about the Ukrainian conflict. So he's banned them from Russia. Guess what? They were never going to go to Russia anyway. Yeah. So big talk from the sick guy. Yep. Now this one to wrap again, to wrap up the weekend edition, final dumbass of the week, a guy named Tim sled. Now in the, if you bear with me here because it sounds funny, it sounds like it's really ha ha hilarious, but you got to remember this is vandalism and there's a lot of damage involved. But Tim Sled from Kingsland, Arkansas, where Johnny Cash was born, there is a what it's not from Florida. <laughs> there is a silhouette on the water tower in Kingsland, Arkansas, of the man in black. <laughs> So Tim Sled ended up being a vandal who shot <clears throat> into shot a gun into the water tower, right in a perfect spot to make it look like Johnny Cash is urinating <laughs> <laughs> off the side of the water tower. While it is vandalism, it's creative vandalism. Yeah, it cost them five thousand dollars to repair it until they got it fixed. They were losing 30,000 gallons of water a day. Yeah, that's not <laughs> That's a the good part thing. that's not cool. So that's the part of it that I think makes him a dumbass. Yeah, a clever dumbass. All right, kids, that'll do it. Thanks for hanging out with us, putting up with Mr. The Gimp. Yeah, me being the Gimp, Dave not having his glasses so he couldn't read all his notes as easily as normal. Just a couple of old guys trying to keep you entertained. And have a laugh or two along the way. We hope you had a laugh or two with us as well. We will check you out next week. Have a great Memorial Day. Stay safe. But imbibe, indulge, have burgers, fun, beer. Get frisky. <laughs> Enjoy the first official weekend of summer, kids. Yep. We love you. Take care. We will check you out. Regular edition of Sports Frenzy next Thursday morning. And the next weekend edition will hit next Saturday morning. As always, you can check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! Check out the Facebook page. Leave us a comment. He's a conquistador. He's a maestro. Peace out.